Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We are recording, just so you know. Mm-hmm. I want to let you know, Abby, that we okay. have, I just Good pushed the record button. Coming to you from the Glasshouse Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. This is Talk to Chuck. Now here's your host, Chuck Wicks. We are back. We never Yay. left, actually. Oh, were you going to clap? Yeah, you <laughs> clap. Yes. Wow. Abby went to go clap. She goes, yeah. She stopped. We're going to get right to it. Okay. We're going to get right to it because we haven't had a guest in a while. Sammy just brought it up to me. We have not had a guest in a long time. And I've known this guest for a long time. We've written songs together. Do you remember that? Anna? Oh, yeah. All right. I remember. Okay, good. Amy Mayo is here. Now, if you don't know who Amy Mayo is, I did something special for you, Amy. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Abby Anderson over here <laughs> did something special for you. This is Amy Mayo. This is why she is famous, I guess. You're famous for a lot of things, but this is the ones that a lot of people know you from. Bohemian Rhapsody. Not that. This one. <laughs> Dream with everything they have all around the world. This one's for the good. 
single song that we all love like, that wasn't even all of them guys like abby there was like 20 yes, to choose from. i was so impressed i was like what is happening it's uh, amazing i've done it a long time yes well okay a lot of people have done it for a long time <laughs> <laughs> have not had that much success so you're doing really really well i've been rotten since i was like 13 really yeah so when how old were you when you were, had your first hit like 24 or 5, something like that. Okay. That makes sense. 10-year town. That's what they say. Yeah. Now, how long have you lived here in Nashville? Let's see. I, like I told you, I have no concept of time. Um, <laughs> it's going to be all about time. Um, Andy, over one. 20 years. Okay. Maybe more. 25. I'll just guess and say 25. Something like that. All right. And so what brought you to town? Music? To be a songwriter? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Where are you from? From Alabama. Hmm. Gadsden, Alabama. That's why I love your accent. The funny thing, doing radio, I think you'll like this. Um, when I did my first radio interview, like with, I was like 24, and um, like the guys in my hometown asked, like, how does a songwriter from Gadsden, Alabama get to Nashville? And I was like, well, you get on I-59, and I gave them directions, <laughs> like, and I didn't know. I had no idea until my family made fun of me. No, I love that. You gave them every single <laughs> yeah. turn. Now, where do you want to go in Nashville? Because you might want to take a left if you're going to go there. 
So, and you're married to another songwriter. Yeah. Chris. Lindsay. That's right. And you two, the two of you, one of my favorite songs, Amazed, which we played in that deal, you wrote it with your husband, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Marv Green. And Marv Green. Is that probably your... Yeah. That's the biggest one for yeah. sure. Like that one... Um, People used to come up and they would be like, oh, I love that song. That's my wedding song. And now they're like, I hate that song because they're divorced. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh well, you know, that's their fault, not yours. <laughs> you wrote it for them while they were in love. Yeah, we were falling in love and so was Marv. And I'm convinced it got in that song, like right from the beginning. All right. So this is what I want to get. When, By the way, when you hear all those songs, does it take you back and you're like, oh, I know exactly where I wrote that or when, when it was. You just said you weren't good with time, but. <laughs> I, some of them, like the one the one that took me back just then was My Best Friend with really? Tim McGraw. Because like that song was one of my, that was my first big cut on a guy like that everybody knew. Right. You know, I could, I could um, tell people like I had a cut on Sarah Evans or Mark Wills or somebody. But back then they didn't know who they were because they were brand new. Mm -hmm. And when Tim cut the song, he did all these little Tim McGraw things, you know, like at the end. And I just love, I've loved that cut and I hadn't heard it in a long time. Who, so... Do you play it? Because I no, <laughs> you don't play. You don't play an instrument. I don't play anything. It's really interesting. I and I think that's a special talent because that means you're like a true lyricist singer. But I'm I've learned I'm pretty good at melody. Like for a long time I didn't know that. But one thing I realized, like in Nashville, like if you're writing, the thing you always need is the idea. Mm -hmm. The idea. You know what I mean? If you get like three great songwriters in a room, you're never looking for the music. You know, right. it's always the idea and the lyric that's the hardest part. I agree with that, actually. Yeah. Because you always get disappointed, you know, as writers, you walk into a room, you're hoping someone comes with something great. Because if you don't, then you just end up writing a great melody, yeah. but maybe a mediocre song, lyrically. Right? Yeah. And it's like when you write with an artist or something, you just pray, you know, that you have a good idea because... If you have a good enough idea, you can usually do something great. Right. But if the idea is stupid, then you're just, you know what I mean? You can only go so far Yeah. with it. Do you remember the songs that we wrote? I don't remember the songs that we wrote. We only wrote like twice, I think. Maybe once or twice. I, just I don't either. I remember going to your house and you lived by the Waffle House. Kind yeah. Of. That's yeah. what I do remember. <laughs> and I remember hanging out with you. I'm like, you guys are a lot of fun. And then I knew that you guys wrote a maze. So I'm like... Clearly, we're going to write another ma Amazed, right? We, we didn't. We didn't. No. That's what everybody wanted to do for like years, write a big love song. And there's nothing as cheesy as like a bad love song. Oh, I love bad love songs. <laughs> I That's love, kind of a good title. I love bad love songs. There you go. Well, shit, wow. guys. Guess what Amy and I are doing after <laughs> right this? Now. Organic. With Chris. <laughs> Perfect. We'll just go to the house, you know? Stop you at Waffle House on stop the way there. It. Do you still live in the same place? Yeah. It's fantastic. You're a good uh, matchmaker, by the way. We we're talking about this off air, mm -hmm. and someone on our show, Abby Anderson, who's right <laughs> oh across from you, mm -hmm. is in the market for a man. So, I is there anything in particular, Abby, that you're looking for? Oh God, a pulse. <laughs> just, wow. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I Sammy, have my don't standards. hate me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go no, from there. We talked about she um, had a bad date experience a, little, you know, a couple weeks yeah. ago. So. Abby, I'll tell you about my bad date experience this past weekend off air to make you feel better. Oh, good. What? Okay. On air? Sammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want me to say it right now? <laughs> yes. So I have been very adamant about how I'm not very comfortable with online dating. It just is not my vibe. But I was like, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. 
so many people have had success online. I guess I'll try. Granted, I was only using the app Hinge. Remember when I had that app, we opened it here and it was like I had never used it before. So I went through and I was just like swiping whatever you do and then you match and you can basically text. So I had been talking to the guy since before I went to Aruba. So it was just like a couple weeks. And he was like, would you like to grab coffee? I was like, I would love to. Sure. So we, (laughs) I can't even say it (laughs) because I am interested. I'm genuinely interested in how you will react to this. So he asked me to coffee. Mm -hmm. Mind you, this man is 34 years old. So this is a man. This is not like a 26 year old. This is a man or he should have been. (laughs) I order my coffee and I wasn't really paying attention because I didn't realize that he needed to be chaperoned. This man ordered a glass of milk at the coffee shop and then sat down as if everything was normal and i just was like i'm sorry is that a glass of milk like there are so many things that it could have made it less weird but like he asked me to coffee i didn't ask him to coffee why the (laughs) hell are you asking someone to a coffee shop and then you order milk no self-respecting adult first of all can even drink milk without a stomach ache second of all like who's drinking glass of milk past the age of 12 like your bones have already <laughs> developed buddy right, so put some on. espresso in the head and like get your shit together let me try to stick up for him i'm gonna try to stick no up for him. no I'm that not. is sociopathic behavior no, let me try to find an <laughs> angle of maybe where his head was did you ask him if he liked coffee does he drink coffee at all chuck he invited me to the coffee i shop. understand but here's my theory i don't like coffee I don't drink coffee at all, but I know a lot of people love coffee. So, and there's a kind of a go-to thing. Hey, do you want to grab a cup of coffee? He's saying that for you and he'll go there and enjoy the cup of coffee that you drank while he has milk. There was tea. There was water. There was soda. There was hot chocolate. (laughs) Shit, we could have gotten an ice cream. At least that's frozen milk. And I wouldn't have judged him and his mental stability. Would you have appreciated if he had a Frappuccino? No, I listen. (laughs) I Strawberry. It wasn't really even that great other than that anyway so i was just like listen bud i don't even know people are like what did you say i was like i think i blacked out i don't even remember like i was like is that milk milk uh, that's a cup of milk on. that is not like oh my god and you and you didn't meet him on hinge you were talking to him before hinge no 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 it was on hinge that's how i met him that's what i was saying i was like hating on it. and so then that happened i'm like this is why i don't freaking hinge that's why you don't hinge. the other dude that i was joking about he was like yeah do you want to add me on snapchat i was like no because i'm a self-respecting adult i'm not gonna snapchat you all right so amy i am going to change my theory <laughs> i know i said abby was looking for someone but also if you could find sammy someone uh she's athletic she did gymnastics abby is a retired singer she just sang on the retired bobby. yeah you just sang yeah. on the bobby bone show uh-huh. you're like oh, i was on american idol and <laughs> yeah. then you know did that thing it was yeah. awesome by the way thank you yeah you're welcome and then sammy over there listen make it happen amy no pressure <laughs> yeah no i don't i don't know that no amy pressure. can help me <laughs> amy knows everybody listen can't say that i didn't try though i tried and i stood there and i sat there and i looked at a man in the eyes who ordered milk <laughs> did you like him before he ordered milk um i don't really know because it was like our first time meeting in real life and it's just kind of that unspoken like awkward i'm just not so i am very much attracted to the way someone carries themselves and the way they interact with other people and like their vibe and how they speak and just everything and you can't get any of that online and so that's why i kind of hate it (laughs) but i was just like well all of these other people have had success maybe this is just the way of the world now and i should just try i'm gonna be freaking 31 (laughs) years old and like shrivel up ovaries yeah prime prime yeah prime for what (laughs) 
for everything. No, it's not. You are so prime. No, I'm not. I I don't feel that way. So I was just like, listen, what does it hurt? Well, apparently it hurts my mental stability because I can't do this. Amy, did you know you were going to be on a failed dating show? (laughs) No, let's go back to your success. How about that? I'm thinking about if he was fine as hell and you really liked him before the milk. Oh, I would have looked right past the milk for sure. Yeah, like, okay. oh, he's there you go. I think you yeah. didn't like him to start with. Yo, no. Well, I didn't really know him, and I was just like, what? Okay, that's a first. That's a <laughs> oh, first impression. Sorry. That's yep. a first impression. Yeah, that was a choice he made. Okay, he doesn't like coffee. Guess what? I, I like ice cream. That's also milk. <laughs> it's frozen and it's way more acceptable to eat normally. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, but maybe he doesn't like coffee. Then don't ask me to coffee. There's the first thing. I can tell. This None of been, this shocks me. He's been <laughs> weighing on you for a while. No, well, it just happened like this past weekend, and I was just, I immediately called my friend Elena. Mm-hmm. I had to FaceTime her because I needed to see her facial reaction in order for me to know if I was like overreacting. And she fell out of her chair laughing. So I was like, thank you. It is weird, right? Yeah. It was weird. It was freaking weird. All so. right, I'll give it to you. It's weird. I didn't, it's I, weird. No, yeah. I'm going to feel bad for you. Oh, I mean, I don't feel bad for me, but I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm, I gotta go walk my fish. I can't go on a date. I kind of wish, I kind of wish that he was like super hot and you were into him, and that way you had to look past his weird milk thing at the. You would if you really liked him, you wouldn't give a shit about the milk. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I don't really give a shit about a lot, so I would have been like, yeah, whatever. I think it's something else, probably. Yeah, yeah, it was mostly that I wasn't into it. There's some deep issues going on. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Not with you. With yeah, him. Okay. With the milk guy at sure. Starbucks. Good cover. What if he's known as the milk guy at Starbucks from the Starbucks he employees? Is. He like takes all oh of his Oh my God. He takes what all if he of his is? there. Yeah. He's like, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You dated the milk guy. It's oh like we're on a thing of Seinfeld. Now. Well, he's like a weird East Nashville guy. So like, again, I went out of my way to be nice to someone who wasn't necessarily my type. And look, I learned my lesson. So all right. here we are. Amy. Back to Amy's success. Let's stop talking Amy about our Mayo, fail. We did not bring you on the show because you're an amazing songwriter (laughs) we would but you have a book out talking to this guy what made you want to write this book because i listened to the audio version of this on because i've been going back and forth been making a movie in atlanta i've been (laughs) i've been listening to the book back and forth love it i love i'm not a big reader i just don't read books i just don't do it so the, the fact that you did an audio version i'm like i'm in i'm gonna listen to this I love hearing your accent tell your stories because it makes it so much more believable and like you're in it. What made you, because you said it took you what, 10 years to write this book? 15 years. 15 years. Why? A lot of reasons, (laughs) I think. Well, first of all, I had a lot of fear. Like Mm -hmm. that was my biggest reason and self-doubt. And then second of all, like my, I, I started writing the book when my dad died. And so like, I'll, I'll get emotional here, but um, so while I was writing the book, it's like he was still alive, like we were still mm-hmm. together. So that was part of it. And then there was just all kinds of shit with my family, like drama that I was worried about stirring up. And like one thing, like my mom and my stepdad, they had no idea that I burned down our house, like in the, and, and so they found out in the book that had been something I'd held like for 30 years. But do you feel like a weight? I mean, a lot of these things that you come clean on the book. Yeah, I do feel like a weight. A weight's been off. lifted off, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt the weight lifted off of me. I was like, thank God she's finally coming clean. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. It's I don't know. I feel like that book's my life's purpose. Can I because I met you in a professional setting. Okay. 
go to your house. I know you're this amazing songwriter. I got a record deal. I'm writing with one of the best songwriters in the world. You know, I'm like going to Amy Mayo's house. So I had my, you know, shit together when I met you. I wanted to be professional. When I heard this section of the book, chapter three, <laughs> the beginning of it, Sammy, let me tell you, this happened last night and I was going through chapter three. I think I was somewhere in Dalton, Georgia when this came <laughs> on because I remember it because I spit out whatever I was drinking. <laughs> this is you telling a piece of your story that I will never, ever get out of my head. Bohemian Rhapsody, Affair of the Heart. The first time I saw Rick Springfield, I thought I was having a heart attack in my panties. <laughs> Standing in front of my grandmother's old cabinet TV, a warm, flushing feeling flooded through me and melted into a soft, pulsating rhythm between my legs. It was like a heartbeat I never knew I had. And this throbbing ache kept perfect beat with the opening guitar riff of Jesse's Girl. The song played in the video on Night Tracks. As I gazed into Rick's hypnotic hazel eyes, the TV screen disappeared, and the whole world made sense for the first time. I cannot adequately express the force of raw love. I had to stop it there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because you have to listen. You have to get this book, Talking to the Sky, because you will get information like that. When I heard you say those words about a heart attack in your panties, I was like, maybe that's the way Cassie felt when she saw me. <laughs> I, am, I cannot wait to go home and say, honey, have you ever had a heart attack in your panties? I can picture her response, though. And it's like, no. It made me love you so much because I don't know that side of you. I know that you're very um, honest. But it made me like love you. I'm like, it was so endearing. And I'm like, all right, this book is going to be so honest, so raw, so real. And it, it made me really fall in love with you as a person. I know, I know you professionally, but now I'm like, I'm in. I'm sucked in. So talking to this guy, everyone has to get it done. I let Rick Springfield read that chapter. Like, and he sent me an email. Um, wait, you did? Wait, wait you yeah. did? Yeah. You just totally presented that so casually. Yeah. So, you, so you know Rick Springfield. We wrote a song together and on Valentine's Day. And Chris was like, this is exactly how I want to spend Valentine's Day with my wife and Rick Springfield. Um, but we wrote a song on Valentine's Day and I didn't tell him a word. Nothing like I just acted like he was anybody. I mean, I kept inside like turning 13 when he would smile and stuff. But then um, so I let him read it and everything. I don't know how far you got if you got to like me licking his sweat and all that stuff when I got backstage. Uh, well, I know, I know that you, when you got up to the front of the stage, you were you all the perfume and like it was yeah. like a big deal. And, and through yep. that bra. Yes. Um, OK, so Fantastic. when I let him read this like. Well, I, first of all, I handed it to him. I didn't like watch him. Like I just handed him a few chapters of the book. It was before it came out. And then I remembered, I purposely didn't read it because there's stuff in there that I was just like, I knew I wouldn't give it to him if I read it. Yeah. Like the heartbeat in my panties thing. Mm -hmm. So um, then I called his wife a bitch and all kinds of stuff in there. I didn't remember that till I gave it to him. But he sent me an email like a few days later and it said, wow, I feel bad about getting married. Smiley face Rick. Oh my gosh. And so that was like a full circle moment. Oh my God. 
It was oh pulsating gosh. again, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're reading that. You're like, hell yeah, hell, Rick is back. <laughs> I guess I was Amy's girl. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. You have a really good memory, though. Well, I mean, I got 40 years of diaries. Oh, is that how you, you did? You have to go back through diaries to really remember. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I went back through like, um, yeah. I got all those diaries, so I would go through and highlight things. You know, like if it was something. Like I wanted to remember or something that felt like it should go in the book. Did, because you mentioned, I think when you, I don't know, when, when you first start listening to the audible version of it, you say how you had a bunch of rewrites on it. Yeah. Or something like, so you gave it, so you wrote this book your, yourself. Yeah. Did you have, you didn't no, have someone help no, you No, I did it. I got two nervous breakdowns from this book by myself. Like, and um, yeah, it was the hardest thing I've ever done for sure. So when somebody reads it, why what do you mean they want to rewrite it oh well the editors i realized editors well first of all i I don't really understand punctuation that great like i think commas are bullshit and they don't make (laughs) any sense like it's like i learned a bunch of stuff and like like fanboys for and but like you put a comma before those but then this editor's like um, when in doubt, leave it out. And I was like, well, I'm always in doubt. I mean, the, make these rules the same, like make it the same rule, like a period at the end of a sentence. So I don't really understand punctuation that good. And editors don't get paid unless you're paying them to edit something. Mm. So like they would they would like reword things. And since it was a memoir, it was like, I'd rather it have a little bad grammar in it and be the way I talk yeah. than not sound like anything like me. See, editors are like lawyers then. I took, I had it <laughs> memorized. I took everything out that they would add just because I had the whole book memorized after 10 years. Like it took 15, but it didn't really get that much better, you know, like after about 13. So does it, are you happy with the finish? I'm so happy, yeah. Oh, I've right. had the best feedback. Like, um, I want it to be a movie. My dream is that it'll help a bunch of people and be a movie. And there's already been some interest, so I'm real excited. Really? So how do you go about that? You just send it to... Well, I'm working... I'm working with this guy, Richard Abate, that's a literary agent, like for... But he's more of a literary agent for like actors and stuff like right. he works with james franco and tina fey and mindy kaling and all these actors and um so we're talking about who to shop it to but i want that guy danny mcbride to play my dad do you know who he is mm-hmm. why well, i should know who danny mcbride is and now i gotta look him up <laughs> maybe chuck and play he's bounding down and he's on a bunch of hbo shows he's been in a bunch of movies <laughs> can i play rick springfield <laughs> <laughs> That's oh gonna God. be awesome. Oh shit. I cannot believe you said you got a heartbeat in your panties. All right, Danny McBride, you said? Yeah, Danny McBride. He I got my heart set on him. Like he's funny. I love him. Mm-hmm. He's super Oh, I know funny. who that is. Of course I know who that is. And he's southern. And he just I don't know. He reminds me of my dad. He's got that quality where he can be like just make you furious, but you still want to help him and you still like I don't know. It's like he can't help it or something. Yeah. He was in East Pound and Down, yeah. Pineapple Express. This is the end, Vice Principals. A, a lot of stuff. 30 minutes or less. Candy and Power. Splitter. Candy Power. My God. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope that it should get picked up. There's a lot of really interesting stories in this. And the fact that they're all real is crazy. Yeah, That's you've what, had a crazy life. <laughs> yeah. You have stories that people make up. Yes. Like, you, your stories are real. Other people make them up so they can have cool stories. Right. And that's what it, I mean, talking to Scott, that's all about. Maybe if I think about a man that I love that I see on TV enough, 
ultimately I'll meet him in real life just like you. Or draw somebody like him in. Perfect. I think, listen, <laughs> I think we should make a movie about the milkman. Oh, and no, that is it's so... Called, no, listen, it's called the milkman. <laughs> and this serial killer goes and takes his dates to Starbucks. Oh my God. And if he orders milk, then he's going to kill her. If he doesn't <laughs> order milk, then maybe there's love. Maybe maybe they fall in love. You could call it the milkman. I like that the title. The milkman, you know? That sounds like a movie. <laughs> God, Abby. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. All right, what's, so everyone has to get the book. We've talked about this and we'll continue to say, get the book, talking to this guy. I recommend the Audible version because you can listen to it in the car and you, we hear your amazing voice because you do the whole thing. 
You should have got people to jump in there. Did you get people to jump in there? I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't get anybody to jump in. Like the first half of the book, we had to record over and over because the engineer, Julian King, he's made a million hit records, but he'd never done an audio book either. And the first like half out, you could hear the pages turning. And then this other agent's <laughs> like, you're supposed to use an iPad, you know, like, mm-hmm. so we had to go back to the beginning and start over so you couldn't hear the pages and but I loved it because I hate punctuation and I didn't have to worry about it. How long did it take you to do the whole? Because I was looking at the chapters and it. For the first time. Where was it? How many? It's, a, it's like an app. There's one chapter takes an hour to read the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many how many hours did you do to. Probably about. It took it took a couple months. Really? It and took you a do, couple months. Did you edit a lot or did you just read it through and then we're done? Well, I got better at it as we went. So then I went back and read the first half again because like I kind of learned how to do it and got my confidence up a little bit. And um, like this one big literary agent was like, you're good at this. This is going to be great. You know, like and I was really worried. And once he got my confidence up, then it changed everything. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears and back to music now. So are you... Do you consider yourself a singer? Well, when, okay, when I was 13, my dad told me I was tone deaf. And I had, <laughs> and, and that's I, how the book starts. There yeah. we go. And so I had always, like, it was weird to me. It didn't make sense because I had sang, like, in school musicals. And then he told me I was tone deaf, like, and it just broke my heart. Like, I didn't really want to be a singer, but I don't know. I just, like, I wanted to be a songwriter, you know, and that would just add another challenge. But so I believe that when I moved to Nashville, I was terrified to sing in front of anybody. But then gradually, like, people would be like, oh, my God, I love your voice. You got the craziest voice I've ever heard. Like, you sound like Cindy Lauper and, and a cartoon mixed together, oh stuff like God. that. And then... um I got offered a record deal from a rock guy, like this legendary rock A&R guy. He signed like a bunch of ACDC, Foreigner, Genesis, like a bunch of rock bands. But he loved this one song I had and had this whole vision. But I just found out I was pregnant with Oscar the same morning. And plus, that's a hard life. I mean, you got to want that life, you know, to be on the road and to be traveling. You know, you know how it is. You know, you got to live for the stage and singing and all that. And I just never did. I'd rather talk on stage than sing any day. I feel feel like you could do a tour, like a... A book reading tour? A book reading tour, yeah. yeah. That's what I want to do. There's my favorite author, or one of them, David Sedaris. He reads like, he does a reading and travels. He always sells out the rhyme, and he's he's funnier than a comedian. That's awesome. Well, you tell great stories, and I think you would, I think you should look into that. Yeah, I love, I can't wait. Once COVID is gone, I'm going to do it. Well, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we're just going to live with it. You don't? No, it's, I mean, it's always going to be here. Do you think we'll get a flu shot, like a COVID shot yes. every year, like a flu shot? Yes. Hundred percent. I think it's going to be a yearly thing. Oh, did you get your COVID shot? Did you get your flu shot? Mm-hmm. I never get the flu shot. I got the flu shot one year. I got the flu. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it turned into pneumonia, and I oh. was very, very, very ill. How do you? I mean, are you? Does that bother you? There's some people that are freaked out. About, like I was just on the set doing a movie, right? Everyone was. We had to do these CDC guidelines and all stuff, and a lot of it didn't make any sense at all. Like you wear a mask to set, and then. You can't take your mask off until you're doing your lines, but yet 
you're around those people now with anyway well i think if you got special conditions it'll it it's super serious yes. but most people like you or somebody that if you don't have asthma or anything you know most people statistically right you know after a while i started realizing this is causing way bigger problems like you know like with i don't want to go dark but like with suicide alcohol you know what i mean oh mental it, health yeah mental health yeah it's 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 caused just as much problems with that kind of stuff, I think. I went to the gym today. And it's, it, it was the first time I went to the gym in a year. Mm. And I even called my buddy. I said, hey, do you got to wear a mask at the gym? Because I'm not, I'm, I'm not about to do a heavy workout with a mask on. Yeah. No way. So I, he's like, no, you're good. So I go to the gym and like, and we're talking about mental, I'm talking about mental health with this. I walk into the gym, haven't been there in a year. I look around, everyone's happy no mask are on doing workouts here treadmill over here bike over there lifting weights in the corner everyone's having a good time they're doing their thing and it like immediately lifted my spirits where i was like yes like oh this is what it's like to live again like and actually be a person and have freedoms i think the biggest thing the biggest takeaway from this whole pandemic for me besides the obvious of of how bad it can be it can be bad to certain people um is that how precious freedom is oh yeah and and how much people need people you know what i mean like going i think that's part of the mental health i think like that you're not seeing friends you know like yeah. i remember during this with the peak of it i got together with a couple of friends outside and we had on mask and everything but it was just so good for my soul you know just having a normal conversation and just being with friends yes like and it made me really like be more grateful with my mom yeah you, know, you know because she she i mean i feel so sorry for these old people they just been stuck at home you know all year and couldn't do anything yeah i mean i bear my parents live in florida and like they'll be like oh we're but good. a lot of old people don't give a shit i mean a lot like yeah, a I lot mean, of them don't it is a mixed bag on that i think yeah i'm just tired of seeing people looking through glass windows and you know there's a lot of bad bad news around it and bad stuff that we don't wish on anybody but it is, it is one of those things where you you look at, you know, the gym that I went to today. And you're like, wait a minute. How come my gym can do this, but the gym five states over can't? It doesn't make any sense. And it's scary because you realize, you also realize how much control, you know. There is. There is. Yeah. In this world. Yeah. Mm, I'm sorry. We're going to make some regulations here. I know it's your business and it's your whole entire livelihood, but we're going to go ahead and shut you down. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. Anyway. Talking about control, like daylight savings time, that is ridiculous. There's not a single reason we do it. Talking about just control and being like people, just little baby ducks following along. Like, because I hate it so bad. I've researched it like. Chris is like, don't get her started on daylight savings time. But tell me but, about it. <laughs> seriously, seriously, there's no reason we do it, but we just keep on doing it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a opinion on daylight savings time. Actually, oh, I hate it. When it gets dark at four p.m., I have yeah. a big opinion. Yeah, me too. It's it's terrible. Speaking of mental health, okay, so you want it to be lighter, longer? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, see, okay, we go from in Nashville, we're getting screwed because if we were like Chattanooga's got another hour, other places do, but 
it gets dark at four. We should we should definitely be on the eastern time zone, yeah. and we and are not. And it feels like the day's over. The I sun mean, literally starts setting at around three. And then what's really <laughs> oh, screwed yeah. up is in the winter. I mean, in the summer, it's it's daylight till eight. Mm-hmm. So you got this crazy jump of four hours, and like there's there's so many things wrong with it. Everybody thinks we do it because of wet, like because of farming. Farmers hate it and they don't farm in the wintertime. And then they think we do it to save like electricity. That ain't true either. There's no, there's a, not a single reason we do it. That's true because we were, I was, we were farmers growing up and we, we, you, in the wintertime, it is fix everything that's broken in the, you know, in the, in the barn. <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> oh, it's wintertime. We can't plant anything. We can't do anything. Let's fix whatever's broken in the barn. So that's, that's, uh, now I have an opinion on daylight savings. <laughs> I was going to say, I was already convinced, uh-huh. but you convinced me even more. Yeah. I mean, this is the last thing I'll say about it, but the day after it, like the Monday after it, there's like 10% more heart attacks, strokes, mm-hmm. wrecks. Um, it messes kids up, animals up, everything. Like our governor needs to listen and change this in Tennessee. It Isn't sucks. it weird that it's only an hour too? Because I feel like I'm one of the people that is not okay the Monday yeah. after it happens. And it's only an hour. Why? Only an hour. Why is it so different? Because it truly is. Well, I think, too, because it jumps. Like, it is only an hour. We're changing. But with it getting dark earlier mm-hmm. already, we're going from, like, the 8 to the 4. Yeah. You know? And it's, yeah. They need to fix it. Yeah. Well, people will be like, you want to go out and get some dinner? I'm like, it's so late. I look at the clock. It's 530. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. We could go to dinner. Atlanta's better. You got it better where you're at, I think. What? Where? Atlanta. Atlanta. Well, it, it's, I guess I experienced daylight savings time three different times over the three weeks because i was going mm-hmm. east coast west or east coast central east coast central and i do guys feel a little tired <laughs> i mean i feel a little run down today mm-hmm. could be the alcohol i'm not sure <laughs> oh my God. all right so what's next for you you have talking to the sky i feel like let's put it in the universe where we're definitely are a crew here that we like to put things out there yes. in the universe yes so we feel like you should uh get a movie out of this for sure. Well, there's been interest. There's like producers have called the public, like one of my publicists, and there's been people come up like interested, but they're not. I don't love their movie. They've done famous movies, but I don't really love their movies. It don't feel right. The movies this guy's produced. But um, I'm just I believe I'm like you. I just believe it's going to yeah. happen. One hundred percent. Yeah. You got to get the right person because you don't want to yeah. you know, mess your shit up. Um, all right. So that and then we want to do a live. We want something live from you. I think after the movie, that's when you do the live tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be good. All right. What's songwriting wise? You're still writing, of course. Well, I haven't been writing so much like like in the last probably nine months because I've been working on book stuff. Right. But I did write one of the last songs I wrote got cut. I love this song. Um, it's called Doggone on Tim McGraw. And like, if you're a dog person, it's about losing your dog. Oh my God. Aww. It's a tearjerker. It's Stop. everybody oh cries. That Do you have dogs? It. Do you have dogs? I love dogs. Yeah. We got a French bulldog and a pug. I love it. Oh my God. Those are like my two favorite dogs. We got a fat pug and a diaper. <laughs> Do you have a diaper on your pug? Oh, he pees everywhere. We have oh to my put God, a diaper it's on him. It's, yeah. It's fantastic. They're little blue jeans. They look like little blue jeans. <laughs> They're pretty cute. And then my French bulldog, she's my dog girlfriend. She's the craziest dog 
I've ever seen. Like, you know how a dog will hike? Well, first of all, she's female, but she's like an alpha female. You know how a dog will hike their leg to pee? Yeah. She does a full-on handstand and oh, almost yeah. flips over. Oh, it's so cute. It's like peeing standing up backwards. This dog is my uh, spirit animal. <laughs> she's so great. Well, listen, We I thank you for coming in, talking to this guy. We love it. Is there somebody banging around us? Do you hear that? I hear wait something. It. It's you uh, knocking no, wait, 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 wait. on the thing. I felt it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. But I think it it's is you being animated. The jewelry maker downstairs. Oh, what the is jewelry it? maker downstairs. Ooh, that's what it is. I didn't know. Is he? Be, he's banging out some diamonds. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we did that around here. <laughs> Shit. Oh, whoa. Anyway, um, so talking to this guy. Got it. Audible. Download it, Amy Mayo. Do you want anybody to follow you on your socials? Are you a big social yes, media I'm person? Yes, I'm getting. I'm. I'm gonna get better at that. Okay. I think I would love it because I need followers because I hadn't done it that much. Listen, you're doing fine. You got a book now. Who cares? And you got a bunch of number ones. How many number ones do you have? Do you know? Uh, the weird thing is, I've got about three number ones, but at those three number ones have spent like 26 weeks total at number one. That's the crazy part. Wow. Could you retire? I mean, could you? S- no, I'll never be able to quit working. I don't I mean, think. no, but financially, could you retire? Have you had so well, many? Well, shit, music's been free for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like once I saw YouTube and that you could just log on there and listen to anything you wanted, I knew this is about to be different because the checks for songwriters were the biggest ones were the mechanicals. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? And nobody buys music. Yep. And I heard that that guy that owns Pandora made 22 times every living songwriter on the planet in one year. Oh, oh my gosh. Shit. All of them. Everybody. We're in the wrong business. Yeah. So it's changed. Like, so I don't think I could retire. Maybe not. Like, I don't. I could if I wanted to, if I wanted to sell all my shit, you know, and like downsize, <laughs> I could probably. I, I just, I just. There's, you've had so much success and I just I remember I've had like just a portion of success as far as songwriting as you've had and I was like man if I had if I had so many hits like you did I'd be like I feel like I would have an island somewhere you're so good though at so many things you know and I love that you're changing you know you're just like I think it's so God. good to do new things please I mean, you really have. You've had careers in different things. Yes. Well, you have to. Yeah. You have to. I tell Cassie all the time, I'm like, listen, if I was just banking on music, I'd be screwed. I'd be done. I would I would just, I mean, I would have a normal job somewhere. It's hard to make a living doing music anymore. Yes, very hard. So that's why the people that are making a living at it are very fortunate. But I, I want to say one thing. I don't want to discourage anybody from making music. You know what I mean? Like that. I got to be careful about saying that, like because everybody needs to do us in their heart. Well, the thing is, and this is what I. This is my advice. If anybody's listening right now, and they're like, "Well, damn it, I was going to move to Nashville next year." No, if you love music, if you love to write songs, or you love to sing. You don't care how much money you make. Yeah, it's so true. You it's don't care. Of, yeah, I ne- this book, 15 years, it was never about money. You right. know what I mean? Like, it was like, I was just begging God, help me get this book out. You know that guy, Tony Robbins? Yes. Me and him got in a showdown, like a 10 minute screaming, cussing, crying. You know crazy. Tony Robbins? I don't know him. I just oh. went to a seminar trying to get him to help me. Oh. Like, because I was stuck. <laughs> <laughs> you went to a Tony Robbins show. You're like, I have a question. I'm super successful. I don't have a lot of problems, but this is the one. I, what did you ask him? 
Well, it's I had a nervous breakdown in front of everybody, I think. It, it's super <laughs> emotional. Like, it's probably the most vu- as vulnerable as the book is. I'm not laughing at you, by the way. I'm no. laughing at the situation. Oh, yeah, I know. I never worry about okay. anybody laughing. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if people laugh at me. Um, but so, like, I went there trying to get help because I was dealing with so much self-doubt and struggle and fear and I didn't understand it because I didn't ever feel that with music. Yeah. And um, but we got in this thing. He was crying at the end of it. Tony Robbins was crying at the end of this thing that we. It was crazy. Everybody in there was like losing it, laughing. And then if they weren't doing that, they were gasping because of the shit he was saying to me, and I was saying back to him. And did you give it back to him a little bit? Oh, I gave it back to him 100%. Like, um, it it gets crazy. Um, but the thing with like with him, what he he's so smart because he knew exactly how to make me fight, yeah, because he didn't treat anybody else that way. But when I told him, you know, I've been working on this book so long and, and I've just put everything I've got into it and I was crying and I was like, I just got to let it go. I just got to finish it. And he was like, ain't going to happen. And I was like, no, it's got to happen. And he's like, you just need to give up because that ain't going to happen. You know, and Chris was like, what the fuck is he doing? You know, Chris was like, oh, my God, I thought he was going to help her. And do you think he said that no, to motivate you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I would think. Because the next thing, and I can cuss on here. <laughs> well, I mean, you already well, have. I'm so. not gonna. I'm not gonna say the word. But the next thing, it just escalated to where it was like, I'm doing it. You know, like if we're. Did screaming. you drop the f bomb? Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, you did. Amy. Like twenty times, and so did he. Oh no! I mean, yeah, it got crazy in there, and then at one point, I was like. I, this is surreal. I feel like I'm on Oprah or something. And he was like, well, maybe you are. And he was just messing with me. But I, I highly recommend any of his stuff. Tony Robbins. Yes. Yeah. He, he was awesome. He's a, he's a talented guy. He's like 6'6", six, six too. He's yeah, like a huge, he's huge guy. Yeah. I, he's been in movies and stuff. I mean, you remember Bill Lather? Oh, of course I do. Yeah, who could forget so Bill, Bill Lather? For who, if you don't know who Bill Luther is, great songwriter in town. Bill was like... Oh my God, Amy, you're just like screaming at him. Bill was like, I can't believe you're giving it back to him like that. And I was like, I was just in the moment. You know what I mean? I just needed help. I love that you did that. And it did help you probably. Okay, this is the biggest thing that helped me. My favorite line in the book is, and it's the first line, is all my greatest gifts have come wrapped in ribbons of pain. So when I was at that Tony Robbins thing, the the thing he said to me, I already had the line, but the thing he said to me in the middle of this um, talk thing we were having, he said, he said, your pain is your gift. He said, that's how you help people. What you've been through is what you're going to use to help people. And so that like, I think that's kind of what pushed me the most with getting the book out because it, it's got heavy stuff in it, like talking about me trying to kill myself. And then I was in an abusive marriage and like he bit me and hit me and like put a gun to my head. It just it, it just, you know, I want to help anybody in a situation that has a dream that feels stuck and kind of lost in their life. That That's my biggest, you know, dream yeah. for it. I'm glad you brought all that stuff up because we've talked about how successful you are and we've talked about how wonderful you are as a person. So it's nice to, for you to bring that up, that it wasn't, you, you had spots in your life that weren't the best of times. 
and you can still come out of that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite reviews, like about the book, it was Parade. And they said, um, this book is both tragic and triumphantly hilarious. And I loved that because I worked real hard, like, because there is a lot of dark stuff in there. I mean, a lot of, I mean, not, I just didn't want to write a sad memoir. You know what I mean? So the part you were playing funny, I worked really hard to try to make it like um, be, you know, just a heavy memoir. There's so many. I wanted it to be funny and, you know, every emotion. Right. Well, I love it. Talking to the sky, Amy Mayo, thank you for coming in. I love you. You have been a pleasure to talk to. And uh, we'll be looking for you on the road doing your live thing and the movie. So I'll be watching your movie. Yeah, you will. This Christmas. <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't done it. I'm so sorry. Here we go. Boom. Now we're done. <laughs> love country. Talk to Chuck. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.